This gospel reading ends with what is a, a jarring or, or, or strange line that really makes no sense in which Jesus says or sends the apostles only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, which is really bad news if one is living in Denver or tuning in online outside of Israel. Obviously, something at some point changed for Jesus. His, his imagination for how expansive the kingdom or, or the gospel should be got much wider and more imaginative, but not here. Um, it's only six chapters later in this gospel, in Matthew 15, that Jesus really changes his own mind because he is in a conversation with a Syrophoenician woman, a Canaanite, a Syrian woman who lives in a little strip of land on the northeast corner right beside the Mediterranean Sea. Long story short, this woman's daughter is tormented by a demon and Jesus's fame has spread so she knows that Jesus has this power or ability as a healer and she asks Jesus to heal her daughter. Jesus refuses because, in his words, just like in chapter 9, his mission is only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This woman, this mother, basically argues with Jesus and convinces him otherwise. Jesus relents, heals her daughter, and even just as imaginatively begins to conceive of the kingdom, of the gospel, of this community that he is creating as being so expansive to transcend any one geographical area or even religion. The first part of the gospel reading today is much easier to understand. It's more compelling at, at first. And it's this incredibly vivid image of Jesus looking upon the crowds of people. And Matthew observes that as Jesus looks upon these crowds of people, Jesus has compassion for them. But the word in Greek is just so much more vivid than simple compassion or love. It's a vivid word that's deserving of a range of English words and translations. It means at root that Jesus felt compassion in his gut or very bowels. Jesus, and I'm reading into it, felt something before Jesus even understood what he was feeling. It's one of the most important images, significant images that we have for Jesus the Christ. And it belongs in that incredible constellation of images for Jesus alongside Son of God, alongside child of humanity, alongside the resurrected one or the vine or the light or the word or the logos or the intelligibility of God. It's in that constellation and it's an image that deserves our constant attention, an image that we can come back to again and again and again. Jesus felt in his gut compassion. I'm curious about the way in which here, compassion is paired with a gut feeling. And I'm also curious about the way in which compassion 
gets paired with other feelings and even ideas. Compassion, for example, has something to do with the feeling of longing, of longing. A couple of weeks ago, I needed to be here at the cathedral for, for an urgent um, meeting with three or four other people from our staff. And one of the people who, who was joining me for that meeting is named David Porterfield. David is one of our sextons. He served here for a few decades. And in case you don't know, David is a, a quiet, gentle soul. David is not effusive. He is not a preacher. He doesn't talk too much or even a lot. Dave and I had not seen each other for about 10 weeks, and as soon as I saw him, he looked me in the eye and I could tell that he had just a few tears in his eyes, and he said quietly, I've missed everyone. I've missed everyone. He didn't elaborate, he didn't go on and on, and he didn't have to. Compassion or love is so often paired with longing, this feeling, this reaching out within us for more. Compassion also relates to truth, to truth. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine who's a colleague and a person of color pointed out that with all the drama, much of it authentic and, and, and necessary regarding the pandemic and physical distancing, we do not need to be blind to the fact that persons of color have unwillingly experienced physical distancing for centuries, for centuries. The point being that what some of us are experiencing today for the first time although important, is in fact nothing compared to that. Compassion or love is often paired with the truth. And compassion or love is also very often paired, or perhaps always paired, with recognition, especially the recognition of a face. I loved listening to our three senior sermons that were posted by our youth minister. These were three of our graduates who were asked to give sermons or reflections about their faith and experience of, of church at St. John's Cathedral. I was particularly taken with Jasmine Dunning's words about what she will take with her as she goes off to college, her most cherished memory about coming to Holy Eucharist at the cathedral. Jasmine is a rising freshman, an acolyte, and one of our head vergers. She served faithfully and dutifully at this altar. And she says what she will remember most are the smiles on people's faces as they recognize her as they see her and as she recognizes them. Compassion or love is perhaps always about that kind of intimate recognition of common humanity. The last Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, wrote 
an essay once called Sustainable Communities. And in it, he observed, human beings from their earliest days work out their identity with a specific set of triggers and stimuli, the geography of a room, the rhythm of feeding and sleeping, a face that becomes familiar, a face that becomes familiar. Love or compassion is always paired with that. So on this Sunday, as we read this gospel reading and imagine the face of Jesus Christ as Christ looks upon the crowds and feels in his gut, in his very bowels, compassion long before he understands what that feeling is or means. We give thanks for that gut feeling. And because we as Christians, as the Episcopal Church, believe, we don't understand, but we believe that Jesus is united mysteriously with God. We can't explain it, but we believe it. So too we believe and trust that this gut feeling of compassion is also forever felt by Almighty God when Almighty God looks upon the crowds, looks upon the crowds who long for justice, who long for healing, who feel grief and confusion. And all of us, even individually, God feels compassion as God looks upon our own faces.